You're listening to the Financial Literacy Podcast, brought to you by MD Financial Management, Canada's only national financial services firm dedicated to helping physicians and their families with their unique financial needs. Welcome, listeners, to the Financial Literacy Podcast, where we explore all the ways that finances and financial planning can be different for physicians. My name is Angèle Leblanc, and I am the Practice Management Lead for Estate and Trust Advisors with MD Private Trust Company. I'm very excited to be hosting today. Last week on the podcast, they talked about preparing for retirement. So if you haven't checked that out already, there's some great information there that will lead you into our topic for today, which is estate planning. We are going to get into some of the details about estate planning, why it's important, and unique factors that physicians should consider to make sure that their estate will be divided and distributed the way they wish. Now, whether you are at the beginning of your medical journey or a seasoned physician, getting ready to wind down, taking some time to think about and develop a proper estate plan can make a big difference to your loved ones later on. So our goal today is to help prepare you for what to expect, what to plan for, and what resources can help you leave the best legacy you can behind. And here to help us reach that goal is an estate and trust advisor with MD Private Trust Company, Patricia Schmeichel. Pat, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Angel. I'm so happy to be here. I know that talking about your plans for when you die can seem a bit of a dark topic, but I do hope that I can help our listeners to see the value in this type of financial planning so that they can be assured that their wishes will be carried out and that their loved ones will be provided for as they intended. Awesome. Well, let's get started by talking about what exactly estate planning is. So first of all, what is an estate? That sounds great. So your estate is essentially the net of all of your assets, such as cash and property, minus your liabilities, like mortgages and debts. A simpler way of looking at it would be to think of it as your individual net worth. When you pass away, Everything in your estate is passed on or distributed to your loved ones, as well as to any charities or philanthropic causes that you may want to support. And so estate planning allows you to decide exactly how and to whom you would like different parts of your estate to be distributed. This is important because it allows your estate to be divided effectively and efficiently, while also allowing you to create special plans for some of your loved ones. Absolutely. So is estate planning just creating a will to determine how you want to divide your assets? Well, your will is a large part of your estate plan, but it is essentially only one of the important documents that comes out of an estate plan. You will also need to put some considerable thought into your power of attorney, your life insurance plans, and your funeral arrangements. Making sure all of these elements work together to fulfill your wishes in terms of how your estate and loved ones are taken care of can be complicated. So one of the main points we want to get across in this episode is that you do not have to figure all of this out on your own, and we obviously strongly advise that you don't. As a physician, you wouldn't tell someone to do their own biopsy, right? And so the same can sort of be said here. Working with a financial advisor and a professional estate planner is the best way to ensure that you have a plan that works best for you. And that's why MD Financial is a great resource for our listeners, because their advisors specialize in the unique circumstances and needs of physicians when it comes to financial planning. And that also includes estate planning. Excellent. When do physicians, or anyone for that matter, need to start thinking about estate planning? 
I would say that the best time to start thinking about or working on your estate plan is as soon as you start accumulating assets, like your first home or starting your practice. And then also if you start having children or are caring for other dependents. Very good points. So let's go through some of those key aspects of an estate plan, starting with the will. Sure. So your will is the document that outlines your wishes for how you would like the assets in your estate to be divided after you die. As I mentioned earlier, your assets can be a wide range of things. So it is recommended that you keep a list of all of your assets and update it regularly as you acquire more. If you have assets outside of your province or even out of the country, also make sure that you're considering how those assets are to be divided as well. Once you have a list of your assets, you can decide if you want those assets to go to any specific person. Those chosen to inherit those assets are called your beneficiaries. And who you can choose to include as beneficiaries in your will can be updated at any time to account for births, deaths, marriages, or even if you simply change your mind over time. It's really important to make sure that your dependents and your significant others are appropriately included. Otherwise, there could be claims against your estate or your will could be challenged in the courts and its division could then be altered. It's also a good idea to have a list of alternate beneficiaries in case the original beneficiaries should die in an unexpected order. Your list of beneficiaries may also include any charities that you would like to donate to. If you leave behind children who are minors, you may wish to create a trust and name a responsible trustee, or in Canada, a trust company. This will protect any assets that they inherit until they become a certain age, and also protects the inheritance from potentially being mismanaged or taken advantage of. But beyond that, it will place it in the hands of someone with experience rather than a fellow loved one who may not have the knowledge or skills to take on such a responsibility. Also in the case that you leave behind minor children and the other parent has also passed away, your will is where you would name the person or persons who you would like to act as their guardian. It's important to always discuss this decision with those you're intending to name to make sure that they are willing and capable to take on that responsibility. And also keep in mind that this decision might not always be a permanent situation and that this appointment will need to be confirmed at the end of the day by a court order. Finally, your will will appoint an executor. And this is the person or even a trust company who will be responsible for administering your estate and carrying out your wishes. This can be one or more people, but an important thing to remember is that this role requires a lot of time and responsibility. So once again, be sure to discuss this decision with whomever you intend to name to make sure that they're up to the task. And if you have a large or more complex estate, you may consider appointing a company like MD Private Trust to take on this role. Well, it looks like just your will alone is a pretty big undertaking. Um, tell us, Pat, what happens if you die with assets where you don't have a will? So in the event that you die without having a will in place, your assets will still need to be distributed. So somebody will have to step up and take on the responsibility of administering your estate. Each jurisdiction in Canada has legislation that determines how your estate at that point will be divided. And this means that you and your loved ones really have no input or control. And this can have a number of negative effects on your assets and those who would have been your beneficiaries. For instance, some people that you might have wanted to name as beneficiaries may not qualify as heirs according to certain laws. Another consequence could be losing a significant amount of your assets to taxes, which could have been avoided with a clearly laid out estate plan. Furthermore, without a plan for how and when they receive their inheritance, 
your children could inherit a large sum of money before they are really ready to do so and not know how to properly manage it. So there's plenty of other examples I could go through, but you, you sort of get the idea here. Having a will is clearly the best way to ensure that your loved ones get exactly what you intend, and if necessary, that everything is managed and distributed in the way that you would have wanted it to. Such important information. You mentioned earlier, Pat, that if you're naming someone in your will, be it your executor or who you would like to be the guardian of your children, you should discuss it with them beforehand. Can you explain why that is? Yeah, absolutely. So naming someone in your will, regardless of the role that they will play, does place a lot of responsibility on their shoulders after your passing. So having that conversation with them to let them know your intentions is really important to help them prepare for that eventual responsibility. Plus, it can help to maintain family harmony if everyone is aware of your wishes ahead of time. And the same should be said for those that you have in mind for your powers of attorney, which is another element of your overall estate planning to consider. Right. Now, let's get into exactly what is a power of attorney. Well, death is not the only circumstance that you need to prepare for. So your will only comes into play really after you've died. You should also have a clear plan of action in the event that you, for some reason, become incapable of managing decisions for yourself while you're still alive. Now, just to clarify for everybody across the country, this document can go by different names depending on where you live. But for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to use the term power of attorney for the document that outlines your wishes and the term attorney for the person that you name to carry out those wishes. And just remember that this type of attorney is very different from the attorney that would practice law. Another important thing to remember is that there are two different types of powers of attorney. One would appoint someone to carry out any predetermined plans or make new decisions regarding your financial and business matters. The other would appoint someone who will carry out or make decisions regarding your health care and personal care. You can choose the same person or different people to take on each of these roles. But like we mentioned, it is a big responsibility, so be sure to choose carefully. Okay, so we've covered the will and the powers of attorney. What else makes up an estate plan? Well, your life insurance is going to be another big one. Not only will having life insurance in place help to provide financial security to your family after your passing, but it can also be used to cover much of the taxes, liabilities, and the expenses that will come at that time. This is another area where you will have to make sure that your list of beneficiaries is up to date. Then there are your funeral wishes. While this information can often be outlined in your will, It's also a good idea to make sure a member of your family or someone else close to you is aware of these wishes, because sometimes your will is not going to be read until after your services have already taken place, and you wouldn't want your loved ones to discover after the fact that your wishes were not carried out. Lastly, there's the matter of your digital assets, such as your online banking and social media. These assets can sometimes get overlooked, so don't forget to let someone you trust know where to find the passwords to log in and shut down all of your accounts. And that goes for all of the parts of your estate. Make sure that whoever you are leaving things to is aware of where to find or how to access any important documents or information they will need to complete their tasks. That's very true. I'm sure that just getting organized is a big part of your estate planning. Having your plans all laid out doesn't do much good if you don't have the proper paperwork to actually carry out those plans. Exactly. Now, all that seems pretty standard. Is there anything about estate planning that specifically physicians need to consider? Yes, absolutely. So as listeners of this podcast know very well by now, 
physicians have very unique needs and circumstances when it comes to financial planning. And as I am sure it's been said many times before, that's mainly because of the large amounts of debt you accumulate from training and starting your careers late. This means you have to be very strategic with financial planning leading up to the estate plan. Once you've passed those big milestones of getting married, buying a house, starting a family, the focus has likely moved to saving for retirement and maybe taking some vacations here and there. But as important as it is to be able to enjoy and support yourself through retirement, having your affairs in order and being able to cover expenses after you pass away is important as well. And one element of this that is unique to physicians is planning what happens to their practice. And this is another area where MD advisors are particularly helpful in their special knowledge of physicians' finances. They will be able to take all of your other financial planning into account and find strategies that work best for both you and your practice. I would especially recommend talking to an advisor if you've incorporated your medical practice, because that can add some complexities to different areas of your estate plan. Right. Now you've brought up taxes a couple times. Does that also play into the financial strategies physicians need to think about when it comes to their estate plan? Yes, that's absolutely right. In any estate planning, in order to make sure that you can preserve as much of your beneficiary's inheritance, you need to know how each of your assets is being taxed. Again, talking to an advisor and estate planner is the best way to come up with strategies that ensure you can make the most of the assets you are passing on. They can help you identify which of your assets are taxable and which are not, and they can also help you come up with a tax-effective spending plan for your registered accounts and investments. This will allow you to leave your beneficiaries with the maximum amount of resources for them to take care of themselves and to leave a legacy. Now, another thing that I want to go over, because I think it will be particularly relevant to the new generations of physicians, are digital assets. You mentioned them earlier when you were talking about what goes into an estate plan, but could you go into more detail about what that means and why it's important in estate planning? For sure. So like you said, um, this is going to be a big component of your assets, especially for future physicians. Over the past couple of decades, we've already seen a large and fast shift in terms of how much we rely on technology, both in our personal and our professional lives. And we store so much of our valuable information with technology that it's incredibly important that we pass along that access to avoid that information being lost or stolen. As I mentioned earlier, your digital assets could include online bank accounts, your social media, as well as your email accounts, digital media like photos and videos, any loyalty rewards cards, and also important documents that might be stored on hard drives or in the cloud. Some of these assets could be needed in order to access other assets like your banking or insurance information and other things like your social media accounts may need to be removed in order to protect your privacy. And some may simply be important to your loved ones for sentimental reasons, such as retrieving photos. So when it comes to including your digital assets in your estate plan, you will need to include your wishes for how you want everything distributed and handled in your will. It's recommended that you do keep a detailed list of all of your online accounts and keep the password for these accounts, making sure to keep it updated whenever you make changes. Then make sure that somebody from your family knows where that list is located. It's also a good idea to give your lawyer a list of the assets and detail how you would like them to be handled or distributed. And finally, when choosing your executor, make sure it's someone who will have all of the necessary authority to carry out your plan for those assets. 
and someone who is at least marginally tech savvy, right? Yeah, going forward, that's probably a good idea. We do recommend someone local and younger than yourself. And again, having an alternate in case the first choice is unavailable. Now, before we wrap up today's episode, is there any final advice you have for our listeners today? For sure. So I, I don't want to get too dark or emotional, but I will say this. I think that too often people get really wrapped up in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And we can sometimes forget to take a moment to think about what we want our final legacies to look like. And I don't necessarily mean that in a deep philosophical way, but in a very simple way of asking yourself the question, will the people I love be taken care of when I'm gone? And while this is definitely an important part of life for everyone to plan for, physicians have added complexities that do need special care. So I think that the earlier you know what you want for that legacy, the better chance you have of meeting those goals. And even if that's not your primary goal at the moment, if you are keeping that in mind as you plan for other goals, you're at least on the right track. And of course, you always want to talk to an advisor. So they're here to help you stay on track with your goals. And if those goals should change, help you find a new track. So whatever you need, they're here for you. Such great information. Pat, thank you again for joining us today. This has been so great chatting with you. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Now to our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. Like I said at the top of the episode, if you haven't already, be sure to check out our episode on retirement readiness for more information about post-career planning. Next week, we will be talking all about taxes, so you definitely don't want to miss that one. Once again, my name is Angèle Leblanc, and it has been a pleasure hosting for you today. Until next time, take care. This has been the Financial Literacy Podcast, brought to you by MD Financial Management. For more information or to speak to an advisor today, visit our website at md.ca.